sacar las cargas de la mente Que le den cumbia a la gente Hasta en otro continente Que me lo baile como pariente Que le Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Strictly Boxeo. This is going to be one of those episodes where we change our vision of what happened today. We are fresh off the USA-Mexico game played here in Las Vegas, California. We are not in Vegas, by the way. I said here in Las Vegas, like we were there. Sure. We're not there, but we're close enough. Huh? But... Guys, we have so much to talk about, and this is going to be an, a great episode because our, our brains are still fresh. I think we all have a lot to say about this game. What do you guys think, man? How are you guys? I'm sorry. I'm very rude. I'm very heated right now, dude. I'm, I'm, I feel like I just got off the game, man. I feel like were I was the one playing. Were you one of the ones? Were you one of the ones in the brawl, dude? I, I was the one throwing the beer cans. In the, in the, I was the one throwing the beer can in the, in the field, man. What are you talking about? Mm, I was trying, Mexican fans. I was trying to throw it at the ref, man. I was like, what, what is that guy doing, man? Hey, he's one. Of, he's one of your boys, man. He's Salvadorian. That boy. That boy played for himself today. I think it's not the first time he does this. I think. I think he's done this before. So, man. So, how are you guys? I mean, how do you guys feel? Are you guys okay? <laughs> I was telling, I mean, I was telling y'all offline. Like, I, I mean, we're just the game just ended, the Mexico United States game, and it, I, I feel like super like emotional about it. I'm not really sure why, but it just there's just like this like really uncertain feeling that comes up for me there because I don't know if it's just because I've seen. Brawls like that get out of control, like in my own experience, where I'm just like, fuck, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm about to watch somebody fucking get killed. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, it was just not, a, it was not a good display. No. I, no I, go ahead, go ahead, dude. Go ahead. Red, white, and blue, motherfucker. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. And, and that's the thing. And it's like the brawl. And it's like, I think we, we've talked about this before in the podcast. So it's like, what, what's happening in the field, like, just translates into the fans. But it's, like, towards the end, you know, they started chanting, like, the homophobic slur. And it's, like, every, like, throw-in or corner, just, like, beers just throwing at the field. So it's just, like, ah, man. it's a, and, and, you know, it only happens, or at least in my experience, it only happens when Mexico loses. Mexico mm-hmm. wins. You don't you don't see any of that. You don't see people. Yelling. I think that's obvious. <laughs> no, but that's, that's what I'm obvious. saying. So it's like I think it just kind of goes to the point where it's like, I mean, let, let, let's get on. I mean, let's get on with the with no, the no, first. No, 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 let it out, brother. It's okay. No, because it, it, <laughs> I'm, I'm, if I get it out, I'm gonna transition to my tarjeta roja segment, then, which is like a, perfect, a, perfect. I'm a, I'm, I, I would give the tarjeta roja to the Mexican fans in the U.S. who continue to buy this product year after year and just sell out stadiums when this team has just been on a downward spiral for like the past maybe four years or so. So it's like stop buying the product. Like be like a baseball team and do a reverse boycott and this time don't show up to the games until this team gets their act together because it's like – it's just, I mean, today was just embarrassing. And But if we just see how the team has been playing, this shouldn't be a surprise. I mean, expecting Mexico to win, expecting Mexico to do good would have actually been the surprise. But this, this is not a surprise. But I'll, I'll let you guys keep going on that. 
Just drop the mic right there. Uh, okay. I mean, <laughs> let, 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 let's let's let the young grasshopper. I want to hear a young person's um, input right now. In, um, well, how are you well, feeling? Right, I, we're not going into I the tarjeta roja, right? I mean, we might as well. You know, my tarjeta roja just translates to what just happened. Um, but I'm, I'm doing I'm doing great. Um, well, great in terms of life. Sad in terms of what I just saw on TV. Um, you know, it was, it was, it was I, I, I was like, I'm a shower before the game. It's going to be a big game. It's like, we're going <laughs> like, to watch like you're game. about to go out there. Yeah. Like I'm going to go out there. Like I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I sat down, you know, and man, um, horrible, horrible display. Just, there was no clear chance for Mexico. I think maybe one or two, but apart from that, like Mexico was just kept getting pressured and kept getting, uh, uh, just, I feel like you could tell the difference between Mexican players and USA players currently, and how um, them playing in Europe translates to them playing on the national team. Like the the pace at the level of pace that the USA team was playing compared to the level of pace that Mexico was playing did not compare at all. But we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but yeah, my tarjeta roja just goes to Mexico national team, federacion, whatever in general, just, I don't know what needs to happen. I don't know what needs to change, but something has to change. Like <laughs> they can't be losing three, zero to USA. If they lost like one, zero. Okay. You lost one, zero or one, one, and you know, or two, one, but you lost three, zero embarrassed. It's just practically a home game too. It's just. Nice. Well said. Well said. Um, I'll go real quick because we're gonna leave the big speeches last. You know, for the big dog over here, this man. No. Every time, every time he goes, he goes and he just like he nah. takes the stage. All right, so we're gonna leave it all no. the best for last. So don't don't hype me up too much like that. Uh, hey man, I, I'm your hype man, dude. <laughs> don't even talk about Thanks, it. Man. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm gonna give a tarjeta roja for the whole both teams and the ref in general. But mostly the teams, dude, because this was the worst display of football I've seen between these guys. Like, I've seen them get heated, but to this extent is ridiculous. Hmm. For these young grasshoppers that that turned like the ones from, from Kung Fu Panda, you know, they're like, <laughs> dude, they turn out to be like ninjas or something. Jesus, dude, like, this is what we were talking about. There's no leadership in this team. During this whole brawl, where, where was our captain? I think he was celebrating on the other side of the field that they were winning. All right? This is this is ridiculous. USA needs to get this together. They need to bring a man with experience that's going to settle the team down and these kind of things. Even if he has to run out of the damn bench. Hmm. Dude, because also, Mexico didn't even have that either. They, they Both teams showed the same issue today. None of them had a leadership in there, dude. Nobody, no veterans, nothing to calm their kids down. Nothing, dude. Worst display of football, dude. USA won. I should be happy, but I'm fucking disgusted right now with this bullshit, dude. That's how yeah. annoyed I am, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's heated, dude. Uh, I, I, I think I gotta go. My tarjeta roja. I'm gonna not. I think what we're saying, I think, is obvious. So I'm not going to go with this, you know, this recent game. I think I'm going to give it to. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I, I don't want to give it to El Salvador, but I kind of want to give it to El Salvador just because we flew all the way to Japan to get a nice 6 0 uh, loss handed to us. And I was going to actually. So the game was at three in the morning, and I was gonna stay up to watch it. So I'm like, "It's my team. I got, I got to support." Glad that I didn't do that. Um, <laughs> just because two minutes in, we were already down two zero, and that's that's crazy to think that like within a span of three minutes, you could already be down two zero. Like, um, so you know, I know it's for experience. I know that, but I don't know six zero though. <laughs> not a good, not a good look. All right, fair. Um, so, well, let's continue to our first segment of the night, uh, which I guess will we'll bring it back to you know continuing the reactions of the USA versus Mexico game. Uh, I mean, we already heard from Sam. I mean, I think if there's one thing, I mean, and I although I, I mean, I'm the least to condone violence if. You know, for those that know who I am, I would not fight. But if there's one thing that I did, <laughs> if there's one thing that I did, uh, I'm not going to say like, but if there's one thing that I did kind of feel that was new to see, or like maybe at least just for me, is that like the USA team just feels so connected where it's like after that first red card, like that whole team just like ran into it. It's like, nah, man, like that's my dog. Like you're not going to hurt him. And it's like, it was a red card. I didn't think it was that big of a tackle, but it's like, that just kind of shows like where team USA is as a team, like as a unit. And it's mm-hmm. like, they, they've, you know, this is like their string coach. And we'll talk more about that in a bit. Um, but it's like that team just feels so, you know, like that chemistry now it's like, it's hitting. Like, I think, you know, and it's like, you got, you know, Balagoon starting and then he gets the start and it's like he, he did he did okay. I'm not you know, it's his first game. But then it's like you sub him off and then you bring somebody like Ricardo Pepe in and then Ricardo Pepe goes in and scores the goal. So it's like that's just like there's a lot of talent in this US team and in, in our team in the red, white and blue. Um, but it's like, it's like, I think, I think a a couple, a couple of, uh, (laughs) a a couple of weeks. Uncle Joe. (laughs) Uncle Joe has come out. Um, no, it's like a couple of weeks ago or like last week we talked about how like the MLS is like still feels like it's below Liga Emekis, but like that doesn't transcend with the national teams. And I think Irving kind of touched based on it a bit earlier where it's like, it's because they all play in Europe, you know, like all the, like all these players that have, you know, that were starting, you know, from the goalkeeper to your forward, like they're playing in like top leagues and like that level of that speed in which they play in doesn't compare with like the left center back from Mexico, Guzman, whatever his name is, who's like just runs very slow and could not catch up like Gallardo. Like if you guys saw Gallardo on the left, that man cannot catch up. So it, it just it just goes on to show, you know, and, and I think I think people should real like I think people should I mean people, the federation, the fans, everybody should realize that, you know, when it comes to the national team, the US is it's definitely ahead of the Mexico team. Hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, props to USA. They, they what they've built now is insane. Like I'd argue this is one of their best games they've played in a long time or ever in all honesty. And it's and it sucks and we'll get into it that they're bringing back Greg Ber Berhalter as as what it looks like. But yeah, in terms of the Mexico side, like literally nothing to look forward to in terms of what's to come in the Gold Cup and in the future. Like I don't even know if Coca should be even I, I don't even know if that's crazy to say, but I don't know I don't know what Coca was thinking in putting out there Henry Martin, Antuna and Orbelin Pineda up top like I feel like against just this game alone is bigger than the whole good gold cup in general and I feel like him bringing out he should have just put in Santi Jimenez and uh, Cordoba and I know Alexis Vega is apparently dealing with an injury but you just got to put your best players out there I don't know I don't know what Coca was thinking trying out a new formation as well that uh, since minute one, the USA kept pressuring and attacking Mexico, and Mexico had no chance. Like the goals that Mexico uh, that scored on Mexico all had to do with just they were they uh, the USA attackers ran from behind and they they scored. And I don't know. It's hot in here. And <laughs> it is hot in here, yeah. It is very hot in here. Getting heated, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. The, the USA, though, props to the USA. They, they've the the talent they have on that team, the the players they have on that team. It's something to look for, forward to for them. But yeah, for for Mexico, very very sad sad display of uh, just a showing. They they just did not come to play. They didn't came come ready and the only yeah there's nothing there's nothing good about what happened today. No highlight at least for for Mexico. The only highlight that Mexico can hang their hat off is Orbelin's pop up. When he like popped <laughs> up on his back. Like, like, like the rock. That's like the only thing that, that's the only thing that's cool about this team. <laughs> it's like once he got hit the man like oh man man they're going to need a you know, bring the card in for this guy because he looks hurt. The yeah. man just turns around and does a pop up. <laughs> like, yeah. I, um, so I guess a question for y'all is something that I'm thinking about too. Is is this Mexico's lowest? You think this is like the lowest that Mexico's ever been in its history? As a team, yes, and it's weird because individually, I I, I wouldn't argue that would be the case because I feel like this is the Mexico team that probably has the most players outside in Europe mm-hmm. but it just doesn't I mean it doesn't reflect into what they're doing at the national level unlike as opposed to what the US does where it's like the US comes and the players step up when they come and they put on the shirt but when the Mexico players come from Europe it's like it, it's, it, it doesn't reflect the same Hmm. Yeah, so I, I mean, guess co- I, I, yeah, collectively I just, it is the lowest. Yeah, yeah I've I've uh, the only I think the worst I've seen of Mexico is when they almost uh, didn't qualify for the 2014 World Cup and they had to play repechaje. And but I mean in Aussie, yeah, this is this is bad. I don't think they, they there's like they barely score. If they score, I feel like it's on a penalty. Uh, the collectively, there's no, there's no like tactics, there's no play style, nothing like that. Yeah, the, I, I, I'd say it's probably 
the lowest it's been. There's no engine in the team, dude. There's nobody mm-hmm. there to move the ball. No creativity. Oh, and it's like when when you and then the thing is like I guess now this new mentality or like this new formation is like when you play five in the back, like it's it's not it's it's, it's going to get even worse. Like when it comes to the attacking, because I they don't have attacking left backs or right backs on that squad. Mm-hmm. But any any final thoughts on, on on the actual game itself, guys? Go Canada. I think Canada's going to take this one. <laughs> Just saying, I think USA fucked out their chances with their childish bullshit. They, they really lost, like, two key players that really showed out today. So I think that that is going to affect them in the game against Canada. So go Canada. Sam? What a kind of, let's go Maple. Maple syrup all the way, man. Let's they, go. They didn't look in the defense of that though. They didn't look that good in the Panama game either. I saw that game yeah. as well, and they didn't look that good. Alfonso Davies showed that he's the best player in the Concacaf. He came in literally like in two minutes or three minutes. He scored a goal. Like it's just insane. That kid's fucking crazy. I mean, um, it was his first game back too, right? Dude, he, if you saw him though against the Panamanians, like, die, like they, it was like it was like you're watching fucking Messi out there. Like it was just cra- he was just flying by them. Like it was like nothing to him. Yeah, it's it's really crazy to see just the difference in talent. Well, one, I think the dude is super talented, but also there's also like this other aspect of it that like you kind of have you kind of have that other X factor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and and. And Alfonso Davies just has that, at least in this Canada team. I think even in Bayern, I think he shows that as well. But I think when he's in Canada, you spe- you especially see that X factor that he has. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think that that's something that if I go back to the Mexico game, because I didn't really give my thoughts on it. I think Mexico is lacking that X factor. Um, but you also just kind of saw a team that is disorganized. I think you just saw a really disorganized team put on display. I think Coca, from what I'm seeing, just from what I'm seeing on this game, it is probably the, the biggest game of his international career to date. There's either there's kind of two ways that I see this. He either uses this to 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 refocus the team and like is able to kind of galvanize them and them to just completely destroy Panama or he's just completely lost the locker room. And this has only been like a month or two into the job. So it just doesn't seem the players are listening to him, if I'm being honest with you, because they're I, I know Irving was arguing with me on the on the on the text, or you were saying that that Sanchez was the problem. I'm uh, Sanchez is, is buns. I think that, that that can be cemented. But Gallardo on the other side, I don't know what position he was playing. I, I do not know what he was playing. I want to say he was playing left mid, but if he was playing left mid and you know that Guzman is not fast enough, then you got to kind of call back and he would just leave him exposed. Like Des was just, Des looked like Ronaldinho out there. <laughs> that man killed it in this game. Dude. Uh, he did amazing in this game. It's unfortunate that he ended it with a red card because I thought he did so good in this game. And he was probably the most threatening player on that team. And it was coming through that left to that through that left Mexico side, so that left side like they need to figure something out. If I was Coca, I wouldn't I wouldn't call Edson. I would send back. I, like he needs to like regroup, do some other shit because he just looks frustrated. Everybody well, just looks frustrated in there. 
uh, I wouldn't call any of these players up. I would just start from the base. Like, just like I look at this as a wash. Like, there's no need to put yourself out there. At least you can fall back on like, hey, I didn't bring my star players. So that's why we lost. Uh, even if the United States brings their top guns, I think you can at least fall back. But because you brought your like pretty much your top guns, like you're you're kind of exposing your tactic in that you're stubborn to your tactic. Like that's what we saw. We saw a coach that just did not want to switch from his tactics and players just feeling really disorganized. And one of the things that I really noticed about this game was that when Mexico gets into the final third, they have no idea what to do with the ball. They have no idea. Like, Uriel Antuna goes forward, and then he comes back, and he passes it all the way back. Sanchez gets to the top and then passes it back. Like, there's no, like, penetration. There's no, like, going at the player. There's no, like, there's nothing there. And so even if you put Santi Jimenez in there, I still don't think you would get a different result because they're just not – they're not even crossing the ball to Henry Martin. Like, Henry Martin doesn't even get a chance to shoot at the goal. You know what I'm saying? Like, they have no idea what to do once they get to the final third. Um, and I don't even know what the game plan was. I think that was one of the things that also struck me, too. Like, I don't know if it was just to, like, overload the middle or I don't know, because it just it, the game plan wasn't really, like, shown. So I don't know. I, I feel like this pool of players, like, should not be called up for a while. Let them recover, send them to some therapists. I don't know get some counseling, get some, like, life coaching in there. <laughs> Just because their confidence looks low. Like, they were, like, it really reminded me of that Ted Lasso episode because I'm watching the, the episode, the episode where, like, they play the video of Nate ripping up the poster and, like, they just get super fired up, <laughs> you know? And they go out there and they get, like, three, four red cards. Yeah. That's exactly what this reminded me of, of, like, you just want the players to play passionately, but there's no tactics involved. There's no like ideas going involved. Yeah. I mean, am I the last one to put my input in this? There's nothing, there's nothing else. I think you, you kind of broke it down. Just like no, no, no chances created by Mexico. The only chance they had was a huge mistake made by, by the USA in the mm-hmm. back. And that's it. And in the, and the shot was so horrible for them to even like, not I mean, they landed to the to the one and only UA, <laughs> <laughs> the so, man that was apparently cooking Anthony Robinson. <laughs> so, so um, I just I just want to give a little bit of credit to the coach, man. I I didn't have any ex- any high expectations from BJ Callaghan. So good job, man. Um, you got a victory, but I don't know if he's gonna win the war, man. I think he just won the battle for now. His oh. real. I just I just feel like I saw a different USA than when we had Burhalter. A little bit more pushy, more more energetic than when, when Burhalter was there. Quick passing, you know, they got rid of the ball way more. I saw some something different, a little bit of more spark in that team, but I don't know if it's the coach or them themselves that are so united, like Jose was saying. Or um, Uncle Joe. Well, they're definitely, um, definitely united. Uh, no, they 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 they're a big unit, and <laughs> it's it's a promising it's a promising look towards like Copa America next next year, and just eventually leading up to the World Cup. My only uh, worry with this team, though, if I could just add this last part in, is that they're super emotional. Cool. And, uh, it, and there is there is nobody to your point, Sam. Earlier, like there is nobody to just calm the water down, yep. like. 
they don't have Pulisic is not it. He riles it up even more. McKinney riles it up even more. There's nobody there to like calm their heads. You're t- when they get to go play against an Uruguay that's gonna get in their head and play super fucking rough and not fucking give them an inch and they're gonna get frustrated. I'm worried that they're gonna do something dumb. And I think oh, yeah. that that is that that is my worry. The Copa America, they're gonna get frustrated in those games because of the how how the Sudamericanos like play. So, you mean yeah. the leñeros, dude? <laughs> the leñeros, they need, they, I don't know, they just don't got that presence. They just do not have that, like, team captain. I know Pulisic gets the accolades as Captain America. He gets the accolade because he shows up in these big games against Mexico. But I just do not see it in regards to actually leading the team to, like, there should be no reason why Dest has a red card, your best player on the field. There should be no reason why McKinney gets a red card. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is, you're winning. So there, there's just a disconnect there. My last thought on that. Yeah, I agree. But we can move forward from this, guys. I think we yeah. we kind of, like, topped it off. Yeah, well, I mean, moving forward, I mean, in case, I mean, I think Sam kind of touched a bit right now when he was giving his thoughts. But in case you guys missed it in the first half of the game, it was announced and confirmed that Greg Berhalter will be coming back to coach Team USA. So whatever you saw from, um, I don't know, the the coach, I can't remember his name now, but whatever you saw from him, I was probably, might be the last you see of him. him like, <laughs> yeah, there you go, BJ. This in the, in the Gold Cup might be the last you see of him as a coach because Greg Berhalter is coming back. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Uh well, bye, Gio Reyna. There he goes. <laughs> you had one game where you started off as you should have, and guess what? Now you're going to go get benched because this guy's going to come back with these grudges. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> Do you blame him? Do, huh? Do you blame him for coming back with grudges? Do I blame him? Oh, uh, yeah. He, he needs to blame, blame himself. Eh? Picking on a player for, for his parents' <laughs> mistakes, eh? What did he do? See, but, uh, th- that's the problem, though, and, and I feel like that's the bigger problem of Greg Berhalter coming back. Despite him, um, I don't know what the USA sees in him. I, what I saw at the World Cup and what I saw before, I don't think Greg Berhalter had the answer for this talented group of people or talented group of players. But apart from all that and how his tactics play out, I don't know why the USA would bring someone that already has grudges with arguably one of their best players on yeah, the team. Yep. Yeah. Like, why are you going to bring back someone that's going to maybe spur something? Like, even if even if he Berhalter is like, no, like, you know, oh, no, like, it's all good. We're all good. Let's settle this. Like, there's still something in Berhalter, I, I'm sure, that's, like, going to want to do something maybe against Joe Ryan, like Bencham or something similar or not call him up or whatever it may be. So I don't know why the USA would bring back someone like that. Then again, I don't know who the USA had other uh, – uh, what – was there other options? I know, and in, in the morning I seen uh, Patrice Evra or Patrice Evra, Patrice uh, Vieira. Vieira was um, a candidate, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what the USA is doing. Um, it's it's kind of sad, especially seeing how they play tonight um, with BJ Callahan as our coach, and how we've seen them in the past play with Greg Berhalter. But yeah, that's my th- thoughts on that. Uh, to, to me, uh, it makes sense. It may not make sense, like, in regards to football-wise, but I think it makes sense 
that they would want someone to continue this project because what you see it it is a promising group of players and repeatedly you hear in interviews that the players like Greg Berhalter they have come out and defended him they have come out and say like I don't know why he's not the coach right now you know what I'm saying like they're like they're like why is he not the coach there why is he not there so I think they're listening to their players now is Greg Ber- Berhalter going to win you the World Cup I don't know you know, and I think that that's the that that's the big thing here. At least I haven't seen football wise like what he adds different than what they've already done. But maybe he'll surprise us with new things. But uh, to me, it makes sense, and it's also kind of like a you know, it, even with like it's bad publicity, but it's the U.S. I mean, <laughs> any publicity is good publicity, I guess. <laughs> so, you know, I don't think the U.S. really cares all like that, you know, that they, that they're having a man like that kind of lead the team and like that. And in regards to like him having those allegations and sure they could be cleared by whatever protocols they have, but yeah, it's an interesting move, but it doesn't really surprise me because there's who else, there is no other candidate to me, in my opinion, that can come in and have this type of, keep this momentum going with this group of players that you have right now because they have momentum in regards to the unity that they have. You're right. You could be right. No, and that's true. And then it's like, what's not to say that I think, you know, him coming back. I mean, and I know that, you know, him between him and Claudio Reyna and Gio Reyna, maybe like off, you know, off the camera, off the scenes, you know, they probably already buried the hatchet. And what's not to say that it's like you're coming back, but, you know, you just can't single out this like 22, 21-year-old who's just starting his career and is, you know, doing really good in Germany. So it's like, you know, it, I, I think Giorena is still going to be around. And, you know, and I think if anything, it's going to be more motivation for Giorena to prove him wrong and let it like just let him know what's up and let him know that, you know, he's, he's stepped up his game from, you know, what happened during the World Cup. So. I mean, that's what you see with Pepe. I think that's one of the things that I really yeah. have actually seen. I, I, when I see Pepe, I, I know Balogun is scoring goals in Liga for whatever that's worth. But Pepe, to me, like, he looks kind of like a beast to me right now. Like, he looks like he's a killer, and he looks ready to go. And and it was because of that decision that Greg Berhalter did that he's had to kind of come back. So I, I don't – I'm not the biggest fan of, like, oh, we're not going to get this coach because of one player. You know what I'm saying? Like, cool, you don't like Neymar. Who cares? We still got a whole other team. You know what I'm saying? Like, we still got a whole other player, a bunch of players. It's not just about you. And and I think that I, with that in mind, I think that it also makes sense in that way as well. I mean, any any final thoughts on on this segment before we move it along? Brother, I finally found the picture that will be embedded in my brain for the longest. Look at that. <laughs> yep. Man got a new shirt like just, Goku, just, man. <laughs> just to get a red card, dude. Yeah, we can move on. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, moving on across the pond and into this past weekend. Um, if anybody has seen it, man, El Way. El Way is, <laughs> is making headlines all over social social media. But no, moving along. Uh, for those that, that saw the Champions League final this weekend, uh, Man City finally was able to win that one trophy that, that they were kind of missing 
after a project that started about eight years ago that I think now, um, if I'm not mistaken, the, the numbers show that this Champions League cost them $1.2 billion. Uh, but they were they were able to win it uh, 1-0 against Inter Milan. Um, I'm going to ask you guys, is, is this the start of a, a Man City dynasty? Or is, is this just the one-off? Pep gets his... Uh, Champions League goes away, and I think the, I think after after the Champions League, and I'm just to, before I hear your thoughts, um, it is said that after 2025, Pep Guardiola is not going to extend his contract at Man City. So, good. What What do you guys think of, of of this Man City Champions League final victory? Look, I think the man is going to continue until until the day he leaves. You might say right now. That he's not going to continue, but we don't know that for sure. What a last minute he's like, I'm staying, you know? Or he could pull a Benzema, like, hey, you guys don't know what's going on with me. And last minute, all right, bye, adios. <laughs> you know? But we don't we don't know, dude. I mean, I'm, I'm actually happy for him, dude. Like, I think he's one of the few coaches that can surpass everybody. I think he might be the only one to surpass what everybody else has done and worked so hard and to prove that he's actually the coach that he is, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I'm, I'm really happy for him, but it's going to be, it's going to be his decision because this team is willing to give him everything to win. And I don't think it's that easy to just give up, you know, unless you're going to like another team that can fund a team like this, then yeah. But who knows? Yeah. I mean, what a, what a what a boring game on over the weekend, but Lukaku man, what are you doing, man? Oh, That's yeah. my dog, man. Really what He's are you not doing? Your no, you've been throwing yes, him under is. the bus. He <laughs> is. Because it hurts. Because he, he's he's from Everton and he's far away from those Everton days. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of people are saying not to blame him. I, I'd like to slightly disagree because there is some in a, like. There are like uh, there was I think three chances. One of them bounced off of his head, like just straight off his head. Like, what is man's doing offside? Like, why is he standing offside where the ball is gonna hit you, right directly in front of the goalie? Um, and then he missed a clear header. And then the other one was just unlucky. The the guy uh, I forgot who Di Marco I think was the one that headed it, and it just uh, it bounced right off of him. But regardless, um. Man City, um, yeah, the team they have is, is like, crazy. Like, sad that De Bruyne got injured. But I literally, like, I texted it in the group chat. I was like, how crazy it is that De Bruyne got injured and everybody's like, oh, Inter's going to catch a break. And then Foden just comes in and and subs on for him. Like, that's insane. That's the amount of talent that this Man City team has. I could see them winning the title next year. I I don't see why not. I'm sure they're going to run it back. Same players. And I don't see any other team getting better. Real Madrid, as much as they're my team, and I love Real Madrid, and they just got they just uh, signed Jude Bellingham, and I think that's a great signing. They still don't have a striker. Now they get now they don't have that guy with experience up top. All their veterans, they're already getting old, and you got to start pushing them away because you got new talent coming in. And every every other team is just kind of like, well, I don't know if they're going to be fighting for against this insane Man City team. But yeah, I could and. And in terms of Pep, I'm seeing some people say he's, like, the best coach of all time now. I think that's kind of crazy to a statement to make still 
but we'll see over the next coming years, year, if he wins the Champions League again with Man City. Uh, it's taken him a while and a lot of money to win it with Man City. So, yeah, that's all I got to say. Hmm. I'm trying to fix this blurry camera background, and I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if this is going to help. I'm trying to trying to make that uh, Salvador song. Here we go. Western oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> now it's fixed. It's fixed. Uh, <laughs> fixed. Uh, is is it a dynasty? I think it's. I, I think it, it has the potential to to be. I think you know. I, I think uh, Pep has really. I, I'm happy for him too. I used to really not like Pep Guardiola when he was at Barcelona, just because they would just destroy Real Madrid all the time. Um, and because Slatan didn't like him, I have to go back to Slatan the last week because Slatan was not that he was not a fan. So I'm like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna ride with my guy. So, uh, but as you know, as I've grown older, I've come to appreciate like what he's done, and I think he's really like he's re- really revolutionized a lot of this. He's really changed the game, you know, because people were not talking about playing from the back until he like kind of implemented this type of system, and he's there was success with it, and. He, you know, he's making up like fucking positions, like where fucking John Stones is like now fucking prime Casemiro, you know? Like, he's like, no, what, what is happening right now? How is John Stones doing this? Uh, so he's just, he's just able to just make players like do stuff that like they were just not able to do before, which I think is such a dope like characteristics. Like, when I think about a coach, like that's what, that's what you want. Um, and I think to similar to what you've been saying, I don't know if any other team right now, has the the momentum and then to the talent to like kind of keep up with them right now because it almost seems like the world of football is kind of rebuilding. That's kind of what it feels like to me. Like Liverpool's rebuilding, Real Madrid's rebuilding, Barcelona's rebuilding the reputation. I think Barca. I think if I had to say, I think Barca is probably the team that can compete with them on a talent level. Because I, I look at that Barca team and I see a lot of talent in there, a lot of potential, but, you know, a lot of stuff has to also go their way, I think. Um, but it, Newcastle's, like, kind of coming up. Arsenal, I think, like, I'm an Arsenal fan, but we're nowhere near Manchester City right now. And that's just the truth. Even though we were in second place, I don't think that when they played against them, you just saw the big difference. So, yeah, I don't know if there's a team right now that can compete with them. No, it's. I mean, I guess now, now that you guys are bringing up like other teams, I mean, there's been a rumor that Manchester United is finally, uh, or the Glazer family is finally going to be willing to sell the team to like Middle Eastern investors. Yeah, Qatar. Uh, Qatar. So it's like I think if anything, like the team across across the the red team across the city uh, is kind of realizing that the the projects start with money. And, and if anything, you know, that might be the move for them if, if they want to stay relevant in Manchester to compete against City. Because right now it's like been for like the past few years, you know, City has dominant, like has taken over that that city. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, hypothetically speaking for, for you guys, um, just throwing it out there, throwing a curveball. If Pep does leave when he says he's going to leave 2025, do you guys see him? potentially going back to Barcelona again? Or do you guys see him coaching a national team and go after the World Cup, which is arguably the only title he's missing? 
AKA I, Spain. I, I, AKA, see, I, I see. I see him. I see him wanting to coach Spain, but I don't think he he's Me putting too. it out there. I don't. I don't think so. Like he's like saying like, yeah, I'm gonna go do this, keeping it on the low. I mean, yeah, if, if, if he's available, why would you not get him if yeah, you're Spain? Exactly. And Xavi's doing a great job right now at Barca, and I, I'm sure he's, like, going to let him do his thing, too, especially if Xavi keeps it up and keeps doing good on the teams. All right. Third question. Third answers. Uh, well, well, I mean, come on. Let, let, let's keep it rolling on this, man. Uh, now that, that we transition to Spain and let's transition into Europe's version of the Nations League. For those that missed the games earlier today um, and yesterday, I believe, uh, Spain today defeated Italy 2-1 to get themselves into the final of the Europa Nations League, I believe. That's what it's called, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and Croatia beat Netherlands 4-2 uh, in extra times to book themselves another trip into the final. Um, <laughs> on the Netherlands side, uh, Ronald Koeman took over this team, and I believe he has he's only won one game and he's lost the other three. Wait, Kuman uh, took over Netherlands. Yeah, yeah, Kuman's no. the coach of the Netherlands. Jeez, that's not good. That's <laughs> not good. Van Gaal is gone there. No, and it's like, I, I think, can tell you firsthand that's not good. Uh, he, that's not. I think. Well, I mean, Croatia beat, beat him four two. Um, I think England beat him four zero. Germany, I think, scored like another blowout, and they've only beat like one team, and it was like a two one. I think. Wait, so who coached them in the World Cup? Oh, Van Gaal. Uh, Van Gaal. Mm, he retired. Van Gaal. Yeah. So. So that that's on one side, and then on the other side, I mean, this Croatia team—they um, don't go away, man. They they don't. Go, I mean, they find a way to rebuild, like just rejuvenate. Uh, starting with their with their youngest player on that team, and uh, Luka Modric, man, who just, <laughs> like the youngster, the the rookie, the, youngster, the rookie, man, the up and coming rookie, the up and, co- yeah. the up and coming star. You know, at thirty eight years old, man, Luka Modric looks old. like he's. 22, man. Dude. Uh, that man great. is eating sea moss, I tell you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that man is dude, eating sea moss. The 37-year-old of now oh is not the 37-year-old of us growing up. I dude. remember just like, nah, come on. This is crazy. Dude, I'm what, I'm 32, and I feel like I, I can't even fucking run half a block. This man's playing extra times, giving key assists, and just making the difference in that midfield. Um, and I, th- I think this question was brought up by by my brother, and I'm just gonna like go along with it and ask you guys: um, Is Modric the best midfielder in the world? And if he's not, um, which I think could be argued that he's not, where would you guys rank him? And, you know, in terms of like the top midfielders of this generation and maybe of all time. Uh, Take it away. I just want to I just want to add like the question I'm also saying in terms of what he's won, what he's done at Real Madrid, because that's the team he's been on for the longest time. And then I'm going to say for me, you know, I didn't get to see Prime Iniesta, Prime Xavi. All these, you know, uh, prime Kaka, um, Ronaldinho, midfielder, um, you know, Gerard, uh, Lampard, all these great midfielders. I never saw them at their heyday. But the one midfielder that I have seen and that I've seen it do it for the longest is Luka Modric. And, and he's taken a Croatia team that 
if we're being honest with ourselves, doesn't have or on paper doesn't have the talent compared to that of uh, Brazil, of other teams that we think would make it to like a World Cup final and and uh, like World Cup third place teams and stuff. Well, or third place games, and he's taken this team and put it on a different pedestal on the international level. And he, I mean, at Real Madrid, he's just been the engine of that midfield for the longest time. So yes, to answer your question, he is the best midfielder I I have ever seen. Hmm. Well said. Um, to to you inspire all the young people. I just, I, I just I, I, <laughs> very I, I young think, take right there. Yeah. You make us well feel you make, feel old. Yeah. you make us feel uh-huh. old. But I, I mean, I, what do you think? I, I put him in top ten. I mean, I'm not gonna throw him under like that. I think he is a great midfielder. Yeah, I just, it just it's just like my question is. I mean, like based on how you young people see it, it's just based off with trophies and stuff. Because I feel like. Talent is not even no, recognized. Anymore. I mean, Mariano has a bunch of Champions Leagues. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So but he ain't know. no, he ain't no. Lucas yeah, Vasquez has a gajillion of them. Yeah, Nacho has a bunch. Asensio, of them. yeah. Farewell, future king. <laughs> That's your boy uh, right there. Yeah, your farewell, dog. Asensio. But no, no, no. It's not off just like winning. Like just the difference that he makes in that midfield. The 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 passes how he controls the ball in the midfield, right? Because that's what a midfielder does. They control the ball. They dish it out. You know, they make sure the people playing alongside them, they're basically the connection between the def- the defenders and the attackers. And Modric, that, that's exactly what he does. And he does it at such a high level. At, he's still doing it now at 38. That is just crazy to see. Yeah. I mean, I, I just – I wonder if, if Modric was um, this guy where he is like 10 years ago. Like the prime that he's at now, like his prime would have been like ten years ago, you know. Like playing against in a football that was like a lot rougher. I mean, did you? I, I know you. This is just. I hate to interject, but just the video you sent earlier of Messi. Wait, was that you? I might have just. I might have just saw it actually on my TikTok. Where Messi? It was a nineteen-year-old Messi playing against Chelsea. The tackles that this young kid was receiving were insane. That and they didn't get no yellow cards. They're just like, keep it moving, buddy. That's just the way. That's just the way Balak the, is. You the, know, the, like he's just like that's just the way Balak is. The, the the thing is that in that video, you don't see the fact that Arjun Roman just went and just both cleats up. It just went wow, dude. Like just try to kill him. He jumped in the air and the other guy just took him out. Like today in this day, that would have been. A straight that red. Doesn't that doesn't even, fly. Dude, yeah. it's just, I mean, look, I, I'm, I like Modric, but, like, I think just, like, I'll put him in top ten. I don't even know where. We would have to discuss this one day. It's really hard, but I do respect the guy because he's a really good player. But, like you said, you know, like, Prime Kaka, like, all these other guys, dude, like, it's like you, you, you can't, you got, it's hard to decide, dude. For me, it's super hard to decide. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to just say, "Yeah, dude, this is it, dude." Like, no, <laughs> no. If I if I may add, I think he's a product though of modern football. And if I go back to Pep Guardiola, because of the way Pep Guardiola has changed football, a player like Modric has so much more value because he can just control the ball and give you a good pass. Because back in the day, this is not the way football was played, so it was. It was a different type of game. You know, it wasn't so much holding on to the ball. So I don't know if a player like Modric would actually shine in that. 
but because the game is a, is is much more technical now because now every player on the field even the goalie is expected to know how to control the ball mm-hmm. back in the day i mean you could just go back and look at fucking dida or chilaver or fucking like uh you know these 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 goalies like uh, even oliver Kahn, they had no touch whatsoever but now even the goalies was have a good touch. So Modric has benefited off of this new way of playing football, and I think he's he's great. I mean he's a he's a great midfielder. Probably I would say that he is in the probably is the best one out of this out of this generation. But then I don't know because he falls in that also in that line uh, when Xavi was here. And for me, I think Xavi's the best one. So and it also it also depends on what you mean by midfielder because there's three different types in my mind there's a cdm the center mm-hmm. the defensive one there's a center mid like modric and then there's an attacking one like kaka so there are to me three separate categories and i i would put modric in the center and i think xavi's there and i think xavi's a better player than than modric is modric a better player than iniesta no, Iniesta was fucking amazing, dude. Now Iniesta's still doing it, dude. He's still doing it, even if it's in Japan. <laughs> he, he's look at his highlights, dude. He's still doing shit that like a twenty six year old would dream of doing. Like he's so slick on the ball, crazy. Iniesta's a beast, underrated too, criminally underrated. All right. We don't talk about him enough, really. <laughs> that, that man was a different beast, dude. Different, dude. Different. He's so tricky, and it was nothing like Ronaldinho tricky, but like tricky in like just the basics of just dribbling. It's that IQ, wanna, man. If you want to know how to dribble in tight spaces, go look at Iniesta videos. Whoa, whoa, whoa! High, high IQ. There, there's a man I diff, I say different, but. We're not going to. Of course. Of course. You can go look at Riquelme in tight spaces. Awesome. Thank you, sir. But Iniesta was better, though. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, Iniesta was way better. <laughs> but not, 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 not as great as Riquelme. But it's all right. I mean, we yeah. all have different takes. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, in, in keeping it with, with the Spaniard players and in the philosophy that has, I think, been persistent. Uh, for for maybe almost a decade now, ever since Spain won the World Cup, on the other on the other side, Spain uh, managed to once again book themselves in a final. Which I think in European tournaments, I don't know how many fine. I think it might be the European team with like the most finals played um, over the past 10, 13, 14 years. And even if they didn't play the final, they probably made it to a semifinal. Um, but now they're doing it with like a new team. Like if you look at that starting lineup today, um, it's just, you know, there's some names you probably might not recognize or you may like, Oh, do this guy's starting now. Um, so I guess if I could pose a question to you guys, it's like, do you guys think Spain's on the rise again? You know? No, dude, what the fuck? Dude? The no. fact that, okay. Okay. I, look, I, I'm looking at the lineup right now and I'm fucking shocked to the fact that Mo- Alvaro Morata is still, there's no way they're, they're on the rise. I'm, shocked. I'm so the, shocked, dude. Like the player, the dude, player that saved Spain. Do you even know, do you even know who Jose Luis Show me some Jose Lu highlights right oh, now. Jose Lu, bro, that's the guy that Madrid wants. Oh my God! No, Spain is not on the rise again. From uh, what I've known, Spain, the year they won the World Cup, the the year they won the Euros, that was just the most dominant Spain team ever. The most, one of the most dominant European teams ever. They are nowhere near 
that stratosphere. Nowhere near. Nowhere near. Jordi Alba is still their left back, and man's yeah. like 36, 37, trying Dude. to leave Bar- right, or going to leave Barca now. Yeah, about this hurt, but yeah, Dude. no, they they beat Italy. Congrats, they're making it to the final. If they win the final, congrats, but they are nowhere near what they've been before. Dude, they have Sergio Canales in the bench. <laughs> Well, it's like, I mean, hey, my guy re- re- rejuvenated his career. He's, he's, man. he's been killing it in yeah. Betis. is going to play European competitions thanks to this guy. Come on, dog. Like, and it's like, I mean, the question, like, they're sure, of course, they're nowhere near the 2008 year, 2010. It's impossible. It's impossible, exactly. Like, the players that they had there. But I mean, the question is, isn't they're not at if they're at their near and not, but like, are they on the rise again to become no. again like a potencia in the world of football? Uh, I, w- I would argue. I would back, argue yes. If Pep comes back, thank I you. Think so. I would argue no. yes. If, I, and you just said it right there. You said it right there, Sam. With this young group of players, they're yes. some the young ones, the young ones, not the not the veterans, you know, not the not the Jordi Albas of the world. But like, and not even the Dani Carvajal is crazy that he's on this team or that Nacho's <laughs> on this team. Crazy. Jose Lu, they want this man 33 years old. Jeez. I'm, I'm telling you. We're going down the or Morata. Like, Bro. I understand there are some names in here that I'm like, it's it's embarrassing that you made Jesus this team. Navas? Really, but, dude? <laughs> but <laughs> the fact that, look, I, I think I look at, I look at Pedri, Beast, Rodri, Beast. Dani Olmo, to me, has a talent to be a beast. Yeah. Fabian yeah, yeah. Ruiz has the potential to be a beast too. Uh, Ansu Fati maybe, maybe. Ansu Fati maybe. Gavi to me, I know he's a political one. And like people kind of fuck with him, kind of don't fuck with him. I kind of fuck with him just because you kind of need that little like a uh, little like spark plug. And their goalie, I like their goalie as well. They got two good goalies. You Simone. know, they got the dude from Brighton that I think he's just about to move to Liverpool or somewhere else. Um, well, and nice then Kepa is okay. Um, but I don't know. If you get Pep in there, I could definitely see this team fucking doing off. their thing. Not take it all, maybe, but they need to find a striker. That is the one thing that I'm looking yeah. at this roster. I'm like, you don't got a killer. But I would also argue that, that that's okay because Spain, I don't think, has ever really had – they're not really known for their strikers because of the way that they play. You know, you had like the anomaly really of in, in David Villa and in, in Nino. But to me, that's kind of that's it, really. Since then, um, but I think another thing that you should be also talking about is the fact that Italy is kind of coming up too. The Italy, I mean, they didn't make it to the World Cup, but here they are, you know, making it almost to the final. So that's also, a, I think, a come up as well. Mm-hmm. I I agree with that. I, I mean, look, um, maybe I um, need to restrict my statement about the old farts. But um, <laughs> the, the the fact that I forget we have to have somebody like older in the team to try to bring leadership in here. But I don't know, man. Maybe I don't know, dude. Who is the coach, anyways, of Spain? De la Fuente, Luis De la Fuente. <laughs> Another new dog. Another new dog. Congratulations, oh. my guy. I mean, you are <laughs> you are in the category of BJ Callaghan. Just showing up out of nowhere, <laughs> clocking in, clocking out. Okay. Wait, your, your time is almost up, my guy. Yeah, there but you go. Congratulations. I mean, dude. Um, I I hate to see. I mean, I don't hate because I've never been like a full on Spain fan in the national team. But it's okay for them to like 
kind of come up a little bit and make something. Because I hate to see Italy because Italy's known to have been having good players in the past. And to see them not seeing them in World Cups and stuff, it's cool, man, like that they're actually rebuilding this whole thing. That left back of Inter, I, that, that dude is a beast. I like that dude. He's a monster, the, dude. He was good. The, 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 he was a beast in that game the, in the Champions League. He, he's like the only one I was doing. He's the only one that really stuck out to me. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. And, I mean, I think they haven't announced the host, but I think 20, 2030 is when I think it'd be a, a joint World Cup host between Portugal and Spain, too. So, something to... So Look, uh, Pep's definitely about to be exactly, there. Exactly. Like, so they, they, they haven't announced. Not leading up for Pep to take They the haven't list. announced the city, but I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, Portugal, Spain is leading the way for it to host that, that 2030 World Cup. So, so. Are, are if we, Pep takes over that team, they're definitely favorites. So, just, just, so thought, let, just let, thought that's where the question popped up. And So, I mean, can I ask you guys something? Are we, like, not capable of having a World Cup in just one damn country anymore? Like, do we have to, like, combine all this stuff now? Money-wise, yeah, you can't have it at one country anymore. If USA couldn't do it, yeah, they, yeah. I don't think that – I mean, it's maybe Russia, but I don't think they'll ever go back to Russia. Um, <laughs> or China. But, or, or China. Or China. China would be you mean probably Korea, the only one that Korea, can handle it. Korea, Japan? <laughs> and it's like even, you, even, even like, Qatar. They might not even go back to Qatar. After, no, of course not. After yeah, the whole, right. they're never going back to Qatar. You can hear you. Can, <laughs> that's it, right here. You hear but, it here but first. Even, even like, I mean, because I think the other, the other bids are coming from South America, and it's like joint between like Argentina and Uruguay. So it's like not even in South America. They're thinking of just doing one nation World Cup. So I think money wise, it just doesn't doesn't work for FIFA. And I think we all know that FIFA is all about that money. So. Yeah. Uh but but we we'll, we'll, we can we can talk about that that later. For now let, let's move on to our final actual new segment before our final final segment. Um I said this last week when we started talking about the transfers and I said, you know what? We're in for a long summer of just tra- <laughs> transfer news. <laughs> and little do you know, for the following week, uh, Lee Keep comes out or finds that Mbappe sends a letter to PSG telling him that he's not renewing with them and that he's just going to walk out for free next year when his contract expires. Um. Our boy, which again, I, I don't know if Mbappe hates Fabrizio Romano for knowing all this. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe it until my boy posts it. But, don't but send me man, no transfer news unless it's from him. But this man has all the tea. He has all the inside details. Mbappe didn't even need to send the letter. He just sent the letter respectfully to let them know. And now we just have this whole uh, sweepstakes that is probably about to happen for Mbappe. Uh, who may or may not be either the one or the two current best player in the world. Um, what do you guys think about this whole, this new soul popper that's about to begin in 2023 over Mbappe's signature? Uh, well, you for, you forgot to mention that he came out and denied it. How much that means, I don't know. But he said he's willing to stay, right? He says he's going he's expect, he's to be Yeah, there. he's expected yeah. to stay because that's what his contract says, but... He didn't deny that he's not renewing. So, you know what's crazy that this guy is like one of the owners of the team. 
and he had to send a letter to himself saying that he's not going to renew the contract. <laughs> he sees it himself on the email. <laughs> I just got a crazy email in my, to who, in my like, inbox. To, to all PSG, CC, and Pape, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I don't know, man. I I feel like Mbappe was... Um, I feel like his signature is more of a signature that's chasing the money, dude. Because the man's won half of everything you've really would want. I think back in the day, I, I feel like winning World Cups was more important than anything. But now I feel like everybody's valuing other trophies more than, than the World Cup. I don't know. That's what I think. I just feel like whoever's going to spur out the more cash is, is going to get this man's signature. Hmm. You think your theory applies to Haaland winning the Ballon d'Or? What do you mean? Because I'm pretty sure Messi's going to win it. They're, so they're valuing the World Cup. And he Didn't he just win the last one? He's probably going to win it. Is I he mean, not? I mean, I guess. I don't know. I, I'd, say, I'd say Haaland I, should I, win it. I but. think, I think Haaland, but I mean, who knows? That thing is rigged, and we, we, we all know that. So, yeah. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Go ahead, Edwin. You were going to say something. Um, well, hey, I mean, I'll, there's not much to say to this topic because of just the amount of money that some, the team is going to spend to get Mbappe in general is going to be insane amount of money. A money we haven't maybe not seen before or something similar to what PSG threw at him. Maybe not with the whole ownership rights and everything, but something similar. Now, Madrid is going to be a team that's going to be popping up nonstop, nonstop. And it, is it, are they going to take them back or not take them back? Are they going to try and sign him? In my opinion, they should. Like, I feel like ever since that first news broke out, what last year that he, or two years ago that he was going to come to Real Madrid and then everybody thought it was going to happen. And then he's like, Oh, well, I'm staying at PSG. I think it's just destined for him to come to Madrid. Or I think it's just in the stars almost that he's willing to come to Real Madrid. Um, uh, he claims Ramajit is his favorite team and so on, so on, so. But you never know. You never know. You never know where Mbappe might go, but I just whoever does get him, they're getting, I'd say, the best player in the world currently. Mm. Yep. I agree. And that, 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 that's just a game changer for any team that gets him. So. Can you imagine if, if, if Pep were to land Mbappe in City? He's not. It's not going to happen. I'm going to tell you that right now. So get that thought out of your head, dude. Ifa will make sure that does not happen. That doesn't happen. No. That doesn't happen because no. you guys don't want it to happen? Or are you saying in general? Yeah. No, That's just no not way. a profile of, of him. Of who? Of Pep. That's just not the type of player that he likes. Mm. Just like a diva star kind of thing? Just like a play, like Mbappé is not super good at like he's not known for passing. He's not so for so good for like he's not he's not going to come back and defend. Mbappé is walking in the left in the left wing. Like he's not gonna. He's this is not his profile. Okay, I, I mean, yeah, he could yeah. be right. So, I, I I think you know if I had to put my conspiracy hat on, I, I think that this was all a ploy from. Mbappé's part and Fiorentino Perez from the last time when they had a bust up. If I had to, if I had to put it on, put my tin cap Thank on, you. is is I think that they played this to a T. He <clears throat> they because now you've put PSG in this position where Real Madrid can actually get Mbappé for a steal. 
they do not have to pay an extraordinary, an extraordinary amount of money because you either let him go for free next summer and PSG gets no money or you now have to accept bids that are a much lower rate because you're going to have to get some sort of profit back for him because you cannot ask for over $160 million or $160 million anymore because Real Madrid has, has it in his card. I know the player wants to come to me, so I'll just wait until next year and I'll get him for free. So to me, like this is just a a perfect plan executed by the fucking mastermind. Florentino Perez, another Florentino masterclass. Another masterclass by Florentino Perez. This was all a show, all a facade that they were all upset and blah blah blah, blah at each other. I'm sure. I'm sure when the news broke out, Manz was smirking. Oh, right. he's just, loving yeah. it. He's like, oh, I can yeah. send you fifty. I can send you a fifty million. Uh, I guess I just send you a fifty million bid, you know. Yeah. No, and it's like it's like que, que casualidad. It's like, um, like they announced Benzema is leaving, and yeah. it's like I think as a Madrid fans, like everyone's like, ah oh, man, we just lost our dog. We lost the leader that we had for so, like the last season. Can, can, can and then the next, the next site, I'll get to you, Sam. The next day, oh, Mbappe is not renewing his contract. He's free to go next year. I hadn't even thought about that. Wow. <laughs> Come on, let's make it happen, dude. Mind Come blowing. on. So, I mean, if Madrid lands about it, crazy. crazy. For yeah. 50, 60 million, that's what it's looking like right now. Crazy deal. So, if they get so, that, if they get that. So, let me ask you: like, what if another team bids more money and they accept the bid? I'm sure that Mbappe is smart enough with his team that they've put some sort of like they they, they literally gave him the club. You don't think that this kid has put something in the contract to say I can deny where where I go? Yeah. He's that's that crazy. powerful in that team. That's hey. that's crazy. Yeah. Look, PSG hates Real Madrid. <laughs> they they they're gonna hate them even more. They sold them Jesse Rodriguez. <laughs> and, and now they're about to do it again. They've been bamboozled. They've been had once again, dude. By sold the them a Sergio master. Ramos that they sold injured. Exactly, dude. Come on. They sold them a Sergio Ramos, dude. Come on. It's, it's, Real Madrid is just a different level, mafia level type shit, dude. Mm-hmm. Hey. I mean, crazy. La- last year I got, I got played, and, and I know me and my brother towards that end of that transfer. Where we're like every day we were like check Twitter and it's like oh Mbop is close to signing with Madrid and Bop is close and Bop is like and it's like this 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 all all the transfers and then that final like PSG upload where like Mbappe renews That's and crazy. renews for two years like actually like it was just like ah so I don't I don't want to live through it again but I feel like this is a year um, and I know and I know I got I got some Arsenal fans in this podcast. Uh, but Mbappe did also say that Arsenal was one of his top teams. That's yeah, never. Uh, but uh, I mean, I think Arteta got like a two thousand. Arteta, Arteta got two thousand and I think two thousand million to spend for the transfer, and they're willing to spend half on Declan Rice. So I don't think it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Um, well, but, don't hate no on Declan way. Rice. No, I'm not hating. Europa but, League um, Conference winner. I'm not, I'm not hating, but England tracks if I've ever seen it. Dude. His signature is going to be worth the same amount as Mbappe. So, mm-hmm. 
crazy. <laughs> That's insane. It, it's, it's, That's the same, insane. It's, the, it's the same thing that happened with Holland. Holland was only 60. No, Holland was like 90. Holland was like 90, right? No, he was 70, 80. Nah, dude, he was under than that, yeah. They got him for 50 million pounds. Which is like 60. Steel, dude. Come on, man. And I'm sure Real Madrid saw that and were like, we're not about to pay fucking over 100 for this kid. Yeah, and I think last year, like, Mbappe to Madrid was like ranging over like the 300 million. Because Real Madrid wanted to get Holland for free. They were like, "We'll just wait," and then and then Manchester City activated the the release clause and paid the fifty million pounds. Oh, Holland was Plan B. Yeah, yeah. So Mbappe has always been Plan A. Oh, well. Again, we're we're, we're gearing up for another another saga in twenty twenty three. I mean, maybe this is just our segment, dude. Just a conspiracy theory hat segment. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean it, it, yeah, it, it makes sense. Job. It all makes sense, dude. Jose and I have cracked the code. The domino. No, and we I, and got I, you, I, Florentino. We got you. No, no, and got you, buddy. You can't fool me. <laughs> there's like a, there's a video, or like they like cra- they were trying to crack down the code at Bellingham's presentation. Mm-hmm. Where like he's speaking and it's like, oh, now with the start of Bellingham, it's like we're now starting to build the best team of the future. That's right. And then it's like Mbappe. He said Real Madrid seven times. You know who also you are his number seven? Mbappe. <laughs> and it's like Mbappe was like receiving an award today, and it's like it, it was in front. I'm, like, I'm just now I'm just getting into the conspiracy and we're just gonna like bypass. Um, but it's like. El Chiringuito hardly ever goes to these events in France. And today they had an El Chiringuito guy at this event interviewing Mbappe about Madrid. But then, like, he was interviewing in Spanish, and then, like, he's like, no, 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 you got to tell me in French. And he's like, all right, fuck it. They left. Um, <laughs> and then just the last, the last conspiracy theory, uh, Mbappe started following one of Florentino Perez's right-hand men when it comes to transfers. There you go. If you, go on, if you guys go on Instagram, he just started following that guy. That guy is the mastermind behind Florentino's mafia. I'm telling you, grandmother leads the mafia, dude. Um, but anyways, I know we'll continue to talk about transfers over over the summer. Um, but for now, let's head into that final segment. Uh, we have a new segment today. We have a new segment for the week. Uh, and as always, our segment guy. <laughs> our segment guy. Cue it up. He's going to take it away, Irving. How about it, man? Let's do it. All right, so shout out to they're never going to – who knows if this ever gets in, but I don't want to discredit saying it's my idea. It's box to box. Go check them out on TikTok. They do this all the time. So I'm, we're going to do a little bit of it, see, if, see how it goes. But basically, it's guess the team. That's the name of the game, and basically, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you the formation, and then I'm gonna give you the nationality or or the position and the nationality of that position, if that makes sense. Okay. So, who plays in that position? I'm gonna give you their nationality, and as it goes, you have to kind of guess who it is, mm-hmm. the team, not not the player, the team in general. And also, I put a little spin on it, so I added in uh, like a couple. I think a couple um, international teams. So for those, I'm gonna give you the team they play for, not the because you know we know their their nationality. And you get one guess. So if you don't know after the first player, don't say no names until you know it. You can say it. If you get it wrong, your guess is done. You lost. Okay. 
Any questions? Yeah, me. And what? Okay, so um, are we going just specifically off like Europe or MLS? Or like yeah. MLS? So, so I, I I chose. You'll see. I don't want to give too much away, but I chose European teams and I chose some national national teams. Um, so I'll, I'll have also, a practice round in Europe or. I don't want to say too much. I don't want to say too much. No, no fast lineup on me right now, dude. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Are you going to have some Aguilas in there? (laughs) We're going to do a practice round. We have two practice rounds. They should be really easy. Uh, That's why they're practice round. Okay, so this – and I'll give you a a sense. So, okay, so this formation – this is a a national team. This formation is a 4-3-3, okay? Mm -hmm. And their right center back plays for LA Galaxy. Mm-hmm. So, if you guys have any guesses, it's if not, I could just move on to the next one. But uh, do you have one <laughs> guess? So, if you don't have any, just it's don't say. Yeah, it's El Salvador. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I already, baby. I already knew. It. I already knew. It. What center back plays for El Salvador? Savaleta. El Chele, El Chele, El Chele Savaleta, dude. El Chele Savaleta, dude. Knowing, knowing this guy, look, look, look. If, uh, if that wasn't enough, I was gonna just go to goalie, and the goalie's from Alianza. So, <laughs> as I was gonna say, really easy, really simple, right? So, That's look, the name of the game. Th- this guy, every time we do this segment, he clowns on El Salvador. So I already had a gut feeling. I had something to do. <laughs> the practice right, so, round is always yeah. El Salvador. <laughs> so, and then for the club, for the club level, the club uh, team, right? So, I'll say three, two, five, one. That's the formation they play. They're strikers from Norway. Oh, Man City, definitely. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so that's that's the name of the game, and I'll make it harder. So I won't say the obvious player. I'll I'll say the harder, but that's just how it goes. All right. All right, let's get it. All right. Let's so this. first team, it's a club. They play a four three three, and their left center back is from Netherlands. Mm. Okay. Netherlands. Could be a few. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So their central center mid is Brazilian. Manchester United. No. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 All right. So their right back and left back are from England. Oh, I know who this is. Well, uh, I guess this is yeah. Newcastle. I'm out, I'm out, right? I'm out. Yeah, Newcastle. Yeah, it's Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah, that's your team, boy. <laughs> hey man. Hey man. Listen, Look, you jumped the gun you jumped the gun too early. Yeah, you jumped the gun too early. Yeah, jumped, that's like, too early. So once you guess so, wrong, you're out, right? Like you're out. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm out. Right. Yeah, so the, the left back was Matt Target, right back, Trippier. The Brazilian center back was Bruno Gamaraes, and the Netherlands center back was Sven Botman. Jeez, never get beast. Botman's a beast. Okay. So next, national team. This is a national team. International team. Okay. So their right center mid. Should I start with right center mid? Yeah, I'll start with the right center mid. They play for Real Valladolid. <laughs> okay, like I pay so much okay. attention. To Real I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just putting it out there. I'm just putting it out there. Uh-huh. Okay, their left wing plays for Pachuca. No guesses yet? Okay, okay. Go on. okay I think All I know right. who it is. So Keep their going. right 
their right uh their right back or their right center back. Their right center back plays for Santos. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. okay, so I'm gonna start giving you some easier ones. Their left center back plays for Bayern Leverkusen. Colombia. I was about to say that right now. Nope. But no. Not no. Colombia. Adios. Wrong, Goodbye. Feel wrong. Eh <laughs> 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 All right. No guesses. Uh-uh. That one's. A... I, I, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll guess after this one. I'll go after. I guess after this. Their left back plays for Brighton. Uh, Japan. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Oh, oh, it's Ecuador. It's Ecuador. Yeah, Ecuador. It's the left back that. What Japanese guys are left back? I had no clue who the fuck plays for added fucking Brighton in there. Yeah, what Premier League team? I know. And their their left center back was Hinkapai. Hinkapie. Hinkapie. Oh, that's right. It was Ecuador. And their left wing was Ibarra, Romario Ibarra. From Pachuca, right, right. dude. What Japanese player right back from Mexico. Santos was Felix Torres. I would never guess that. Just no. threw a curveball. Yeah. That was a curveball. That was a curveball. Yeah, no, all right, well, that was a tough one. Yeah, the ends at the top. Yeah, Ariel got two points. The rest of you guys zero. Uh, all right, so the next one is a, is a club. Club. Okay. So there. Let's see. What should I start? There. Left center back is Italian. This is a club. A club. Okay. All right. Their left center mid is is from Spain. Left center mid. Spain. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You okay. like it or what? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get a point. Uh-huh. Okay. Their striker is Italian. Give me that left winger. Oh, we're going to wait. Their goalie is also Italian. I was about to say mm. guess right now, but when, right when you said that, I was like, wait a minute, that goalie. Th- their central midfielder is from Uruguay. Damn, hmm. You lost me on that one. Why is my uh, Italian, Italian, Italian? Wait, what was the formation again? 4 3 3? 4 3 3. All right, so I'm going to keep moving. Their right wing is Brazilian. No guesses yet? Jesus. Is this Lazio? Yeah. (laughs) You got it correct. So that was. I don't watch enough City, yeah. So Immobile was the striker, Italian. Felipe Anderson, the right wing. Uh, Luis Alberto from Spain. Mm-hmm. Vecino from Uruguay. Uh, their left center back, I didn't know, is Romagnoli. He's mm-hmm. playing for AC Milan. Mm-hmm. Um, goalie, I don't know who it is, but I just know it's Italian. And the left wing was Pedro, but I didn't want to say because I thought that made it, maybe made it, made it too obvious. And the next one I was going to go with is Milinkovic Savic from down Serbia. So, okay. Okay, I got two more. Two more. Well, Next I'm about to clutch it up. Come back. Two one. One more. And I clinched it. Yeah. yeah. One yeah. more. All right. So the next is a national team. Okay. So we're gonna start off just hard. Their left back is plays for Rangers. Uh, 
What's the formation? Oh, four three three. Sorry. Okay. Their left back, you said? Yeah, plays for Rangers. Okay. Their right center back plays for Leon. Okay. The right back plays for Union Berlin. Okay. Their uh their left center mid plays for Chelsea. No, no guesses yet? Okay. For Chelsea. Left center. <laughs> Chelsea Chelsea be rotating their midfield as well. <laughs> Yeah, they got a lot of players. Dude, right. like maybe, maybe you guys get it here. Their right wing plays for Hoffenheim. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dog. We're gonna, it's that's the one, dude. I just thought. Uh, I just thought. the one that gives it away. Hoffenheim. Uh, their left center back. So their right center back is from Lyon. Their left center back plays for Leipzig. Hmm. Croatia. Yeah. There we it's go. Croatia. Croatia. Because yeah. Yeah. I, I remember that the, you gave it up right there. I was just talking yeah. about the Leipzig like two days ago. And then yeah, so like, that was uh, Gavardio. Gavardio. Yeah. The one I thought you guys were going to get, Hoffenheim, was Kramerich. You got to give me. You got to give me fucking. Uh, uh, like a petty stage or something. The <laughs> midfielder was uh, Kovacic. Yeah. And the other guys were just to make it harder. Yeah. All right. So the last one. We're going to the last one. That's where I tie it. One of us is going to tie it up, Sam. Yeah. That's it. For the tie. Or for is, the win. What is this? What is or this? International or? No, it's uh, a club team. And okay. we're ending off with the club team. Okay. okay. So we're going to start off with their right wing. Their right wing is from Brazil. Oh, it's a 4-2-3-1, by the way. Sorry. This is, this is what is it? This is a club team? Yeah. So okay. they're a right mid place for Brazil. Okay. Four, two, three, one. Their right center back plays for Argentina. That's Manchester United. Nope. No, damn it. <laughs> oh, you're out, buddy. Damn you're, out. Me. you're out. You're out. How was I wrong? <laughs> All right. Their left center back plays for Spain. Oh, damn. I should have waited for that. <laughs> 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 wait, wait, say it, say it again. <laughs> Their left center, so left center back plays for Spain, right uh-huh. center back plays for Argentina, and the right mid plays for Brazil. Their one of their midfielders, one of their two midfielders, plays for Argentina as well. I know who this is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh huh. Text it to me. So their striker <laughs> plays. <laughs> the striker plays for Brazil. Oh, I know who this is. Yeah, 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 mucha crema, yeah, yeah, mucha crema, yeah. I can't even like focus. Vain RG. How do you guys not know this? <laughs> All right, their other midfielder paired up with their Argentine. <laughs> I'm saying I can have the whole team out here. Still, I know who it is. It's from Portugal. Oh my god, Uh, their other their other midfielder plays for Portugal. So they got a midfielder from Argentina. They got a midfielder from Portugal. But a Brazilian folk. Jeez, no, nothing. You don't don't know who it is. 
Come Brazilian on, Patience, patience, patience. <laughs> right, Argentina. Right. Uh-huh. So, so I'm gonna give you guys the cam. It's a four, two, three, one, right? Uh huh. So it plays in the middle. It's from Spain. Can so I, yeah. So I told you their striker plays for Brazil. Yeah. Their right mid plays for Brazil. Their cam plays for Spain. Their two midfielders is Portugal and Argentina. Their two center backs are from Argentina and Spain. <laughs> 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 Nothing yet. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah. If I, yeah. Yeah. Go, go I, one I, more. If, go I, one more, and, and then we got to guess. All right. <laughs> Their left back. Okay, I'll give you the left back. If you guys don't guess it, then I'll give you guys a goalie, and I think that one's obvious. So their left back plays for Spain as well. <laughs> no? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> left back on Spain. Yeah. Oh, uh, it, it's uh, it's Benfica. Nope. Uh, oh. Give me the goalie so I can tie it. All right. The goalie is from Chile. Uh-huh. Oh damn, man! I don't know who it is. <laughs> no, man, this man chose like Sporting de Lima, de Peru, or something. I was good. I was... Union, Union Católica. Un... <laughs> <laughs> right. The goalie's from Chile. Puma, is a Puma. What, what, what position are we missing? So we're missing. I didn't say the right back or the, right the back? left mid. The right back is from Senegal. And the left, the left. <laughs> from Spain. <laughs> That's it? Just guess, yep. man. Just take a guess. Just take a guess. I mean, I thought the, the Chile goalie was going to give it away, but I guess it didn't. No. I'll tell you. I'll tell you who it is. Tell it. Get your point. No, I don't know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't know? Uh, I'm go. Last guess. You get a guess. Uh, yeah, my, I don't know, dude. My, my, just, my, my guess before guess, dude. My guess right. before this was, guess. Uh, was Sevilla. My guess. My, my guess was Sevilla before this, but the Chile thing just didn't match. <laughs> the Chile. Where does where does Claudio Bravo play? <laughs> In retirement home. <laughs> uh, Come on, just give it a guess. Come on. Look, just just say what league they play in. Like what league. That, no, that, dude. No, no. Because no, you on. know what, dude? Just you just you, I feel like you just gave it away, Sam. No, I do. I I'm just gonna <laughs> just throw a name out there. Chile goalkeeper, uh, Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's Arsenal. No, it was a uh, Real Betis. Oh wow! Oh, that's where Claudio Bravo so plays. Yeah. So, so so there. Yeah, Claudio Bravo, the right back from Senegal, a guy named Sabali. Their right center back is Pazella from Argentina. Whoever Edgar Gonzalez is, is from Spain, other center back. Juan Miranda, their left back. Guido Rodriguez, their midfielder. William Carvalho, their Portuguese midfielder. Luis Enriquez, their Brazilian winger. Sergio Canales, their Spain Spaniard camp. Ayotze Perez, their left mid. And William Jose, the Brazilian strike. You know what? You know what would really would have really given it away is if he would have thrown in Andres Guardado in there. Yeah, yeah. He would have said Mexico. Right, right. He doesn't. He doesn't start on the team no more. So. Damn. Or the even the even the cam. I think is Fakir, isn't it? 
Nabil Fikri. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. But he right. he wasn't on the he wasn't on the oh, yeah. like I just he got him from changing the, up the lineup, dude. You mean you mean even setting us up to win, dude? I'm looking at this squad right now. Latest lineup. Hey, you think you're better than Pellegrini now? Yeah, dude. You, you trying to put your own players in? He's the third captain, dude. Yeah. Um, well, anyways, guys, that that was the end of the segment. That was a good one. Uh, Ariel Adi- Adi- takes a dub, just like the dubs we take in Fortnite. Give him the give this man a crown. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyways, I think that was it for this week. Um, any final thoughts, guys? Anything you want to add on? Oh, say can you <laughs> see <laughs> by the tone? The worst national love. anthem ever. <laughs> no energy. But, in so have some, have some pride, fellas. Come on, oh, yeah. look, we got, I got we got smashed six zero today. Still holding my head up high. <laughs> still, still doing it. Thank you. <laughs> Come on, have some uh, pride. Have, have, take, that, take that flag off. It's embarrassing that you have it up there for the whole episode. <laughs> hey, I'm repping. I'm still repping Mexico right here. The pride yeah, of Mexico. Dude, right here. Come on, man. I would. Uh, I would have worn my Mexico jersey today. I had it on before the podcast. I took it off. It was. Just, yeah. I, I was feeling down. Yeah, I was feeling vulnerable. When no one had it on. <laughs> uh, that, was a, that was a traumatic event. I think yeah, yeah. there was a lot of kids that I could tell had a had a had a like there was a they, uh, final thing, and then I think we could close it. There was a, a shot that they had Univision had of a kid Where that had a, USA uh, jersey. Uh, that had a Mexico jersey and no, oh, he, yeah. had a, he had a United had a US jersey, jersey on. Yeah. And he had the Mexico bandana on. <laughs> I could just see that the kid was going through an identity crisis right there. Yeah. Could, <laughs> that game, I think, traumatized a lot of people, dude. <laughs> like, I don't know if I want to go for Mexico anymore. Yeah, if I was a kid watching it, well, yeah, I would have definitely. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, anyways, Ariel, uh, our social medias Strictly Football 21. Take them away. Mm-hmm. Everyone awesome. football 21, yeah. Oh, strictly Twitter's football 21. Official SF pod. Yeah. Well, I think that was it for the week, guys. Um, see you guys all next week. All right, everybody. Take care. And all right. take us away, Sam. Send it home.